Thank you for calling Insurance Technologies Corporation. For quality purposes, calls may be recorded. If you know your party's extension, you may enter it now or press pound for the company directory. Becky Schroeder. If this is correct, press pound. For the previous name in the directory, press 1. Please hold while your call is being transferred to... Becky Schroeder. This is Becky. Becky, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I, you were not the person I expected on the phone when I picked it up. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. If the agency is of a size that they can have a person dedicated to marketing, no, agent shouldn't be doing marketing. Agent will need to be doing some marketing. I don't know what the what that threshold would be, but if they have the, the capacity to cover that expense, because marketing is an expense, right? So you have to make sure that your revenue is enough so that you can have that expense and not hurt too much of your profit. So you're saying maybe not hire that new producer then? That's my good friend, Becky Schroeder of ITC, and she is the Senior Vice President of Marketing over at ITC, and we, and she's, all right. So first off, I agree with you, Becky. You know, most agents, they probably don't necessarily want to be doing tons of marketing, um, whether they should be or not, maybe, I don't know. Um, but okay, fine, right? Like. I'm really excited to talk about dedicated marketing people. Very, like it's a big, like, all right, it's not like front page news or anything, but it's like a thing, right? We talk about it quite a bit. Um, you might fantasize about it often. You know, you just might sit there, gaze out your window, sort of thing, chew on the end of your pencil, that kind of thing. And just like, man, what would my life look like if I had an entire human being to do all of my marketing wishes? And it probably would be I think everything you thought it would be and more maybe, but the challenges and every, every agent that was ever decent at marketing that I knew ended up liking the marketing more than the agenting um, because I don't know, for whatever reason, I, th I think, I think having that experience in the industry makes it a lot easier. It makes it happen faster. I think being an agent that you know discovered marketing is probably the ultimate win for everybody involved. Um, hiring just like a straight marketing person can be beneficial, um, but you so it could be beneficial from the standpoint of they're not going to come in with the expectations, the baggage, the um, we're just kind of old and boring mentality that you know people might associate with insurance, and they might spice things up a little bit. And that's good. But at the same time, there is just a serious amount of knowledge, industry knowledge that you kind of need to get on the page, if you will, that increases the workload for that person that is not licensed, that is not an insurance person. Um, so that's a, it's a pros and cons situation. 
Um, so it's honestly, seriously, Becky. So, I mean, you're saying that they should, they should get that dedicated marketing person in there then, right? You know, maybe somebody who's half producer, half marketing. I, I don't need you to backpedal now, Becky. Go on, own it. Just let it happen. Let it be a thing. We, we can go there. We've already gone there. Let's, let's go. Full-time, we're going to say marketing person in the agency. Is that what's happening? Go. <laughs> I, I'm for that. But, you know, I realize for some agencies that may not be realistic. But then there are some agencies that are, are really small and can't afford a full-time marketing person. So someone has to take some of it, you know, if, if you have a few producers, can you divvy up the marketing responsibilities? Um, can you hire outside help? You know, someone who will help you do a few things, not everything, but a few things, so that you have more time to do some other things and you can rely on the, ex- the marketing expert to do the marketing part of it. Well, I mean, I guess, Becky, there is just something a little depressing about that solution. I was, I was really kind of hoping that we could, we could talk about, you know, dedicated full-time marketing people, but half-half splitting with agents. Okay, fine. So here's the thing, right? Let, I'm, actually, no, I'm just, I'm going to go full-time dedicated marketing person real quick. Um, so to double back on the whole issue, and we'll get into this splitting and halving and all that stuff in a second, but to, to, really, to really dive into the full-time marketing person, I think... Um, I, I, I don't really, I guess I don't know what the answer would be specifically for that person that you ended up finding. If it needed to be half and half, if it needed to be, you know, maybe not a straight 50, 50 split on marketing and producing, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a 25% foot in the water of producing per se, uh, just to stay sharp as far as, you know, keeping the, the finger on the pulse of, of the conversations that are happening. Uh, and maybe, you know, majority of it is the marketing. But whatever that split is, right, whatever that is, because when you have the, the dedicated marketing person, I was actually, oddly enough, this is the show, this conversation happens now. I was just at this past week. If you haven't watched um, if, first of all, if anybody isn't watching like my videos like that, I'm putting on YouTube agency nation, YouTube channel, agency nation or youtube.com slash agency nation. INS, I think is the URL go over there check that out. Uh, three videos a week. If you don't know, um, Ryan has the show on Tuesday. I do what, uh, Ryan has dubiously made me call it the Jingola effect on Wednesday. Um, and then we have Sydney's front row on Thursday. And anyways, my video this week uh, was I took a trip out to the O'Neill Group in Wadsworth, Ohio, and I, I met up with my friend Danny Kimball, who is the full-time marketing person at their agency, and she also happens to be a non-insurance person who, who um, and in the video, obviously, we talked about and watched it, go watch it, but we discussed kind of her challenges of, of, you know, getting that information on the page and then make it actually relatable in a marketing terms. So there's, there's a little extra step there. And that's a challenge that you just want to be aware of. Um, because unless you have somebody that is ambitious and that gets after it, kind of like Danny does, uh, you might find that you're only going to get half of the results. So you want to make sure that you're going to get the full deal and you want to make sure you got the right person there. And so, okay, that makes sense. But here's the deal, right? If you can do the full-time person, I mean, I, I've heard people, I've heard this kind of go all the way, but I think this is something that is, it's important. It's if, if you are, if you really think, you know, that 
that you need to find new ways to drive people to your agency outside of creating a, a, a you know different customer experience outside of you know building technology and bringing on you know different platforms to enhance and if um make the process more efficient i was trying to think of a, like a way to say efficient like efficient ties that's not a word uh, whatever um make the process more efficient outside of all that. Like if you're thinking I need to make sure I've got enough people knowing who I am when I need them to know who I am or when they need to know who I am, then yeah, go all the way in. Sorry. So half and half, right? Here's, here's the thing with splitting it up with agents that I'm not necessarily crazy about. Um, I, I think I like the idea of, of leveraging the agent's knowledge, right? They have the insurance already in their brain. How do you get it out? How can you help them help you do it better? And maybe that's part of your full-time or part-time or whatever marketing person's job. But if you're having producers kind of toss the ball back and forth, they're not going to really be interested in, in, in getting, um, you know, getting information out of each other, you know, to kind of, I don't know, maybe I, I just, I, I feel like, that's that whole mindset is just completely different. A producer is kind of set on like, I got to go do this. I got to talk to these people. I got to make this happen. And as opposed to just kind of, we're going to sit around and, and kind of sing songs around the campfire sort of thing and share our message with each other that I feel like those, those, uh, those personalities kind of run in contrast to one another. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I guess I've never really, I guess, I don't know. I've never really tried it in a multiple agents, you know, an agency where there's multiple agents handling the marketing per se. Maybe that's something to explore. If you, if you are one of those agencies, let me know, joey at agencynation.com. I would like to know, maybe we'll come hang out and see how you guys do things. Maybe I'm wrong. Or I'm not saying I'm wrong, but maybe I need to be enlightened as to if you're doing it well, I'd like to know joey at agencynation.com. Uh, anyways, I just, I feel like I feel like that would be there. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't know, maybe, but I do think that if you don't have that dedicated marketing person, then there has to be somebody that is kind of like the person that's taking the lead on it, you know? And it's, I think it has to be somebody pretty high up too, because, you know, if you got the person that's, you know, three, four, five steps down the ladder, it's just going to be a constant struggle to get support, to get by and to get the resources necessary to make a lot of this stuff work. And, and the higher you go up on that ladder, the less, you know, um, kind of oversight you're going to have, the less approval you'll need and the faster things will get done. I mean, if you really just want to kill good marketing, uh, intentions, slow it down, uh, make it go slow, make it take forever. Cause that'll kill dreams like you've never seen before. Um, and, that's something I think to be aware of. Obviously it needs to be somebody's baby. I think that's important. But when you don't have that dedicated marketing person, when you don't have that person kind of, you know, hurting the cats, if you will, if you don't have that person that is, you know, able to create on their own and help others create for themselves, then it's really going to be a matter of what can you get off your plate and how much of it is necessary to make the different jobs that you have to do easier. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, you know, we have our website platform that um, is great because it gives the agent control over their own content. So they don't have to call us up to change the content on the website. They can do it themselves. 
whoever is doing their marketing can, can change the content on their website without having to, to get us involved, which has a cost to it, right? We have you know, SEO services, graphic design services we can help. If, if they're looking to do rebranding campaign, we can, we can help them with that. Um, agency Buzz, our marketing tool, which I believe you and I talked about back in October briefly, does email marketing, but it also does print mail, SMS, voicemail. It, you can use it to schedule social media posts. With Agency Buzz, you can do that kind of baseline newsletters that I mentioned, but you can also do some automation, create those drip emails to follow up on your prospects uh, kind of automatically over a period of time. You can use it if um, I believe it's seeing, it integrates with uh, AMS 360 and Hawksoft. If you have those systems and you have Agency Buzz, then your data gets updated without having to do any manual updates on your own, which is great, right? Reduces time. And you can use it to identify those, like I said, who have maybe one line of business with you but not another. So you can use that for cross-selling. And there's a lot of potential there with, with Agency Buzz for how that can help an agent market their business. First, full disclosure, I completely set Becky up for that question with a giant softball. I just asked her, what is ITC doing to help make that happen? So before you think she just launched into like a minute commercial on ITC, no, I, I asked her what's going on, what they can do to help, uh, because I think it's important. First, before we go too, any, too much further, I got to say any insurance content website platform that doesn't allow you to edit your content in what is essentially 2018. Oh boy. That's, that's just, that's like a deal breaker right there. Like if you have to go to them to, to publish a blog post or edit a web page, just, just no, stop it. Just please don't like that's, that's like, I mean, I started, I put a website up in like 2005 or six and even like that, like the, like the, I don't even know what I would call it. It was just terrible on so many levels. Um, even that thing, I could edit that me and my friends. I think we just wanted to put a website up because we had stupid ideas that we thought people wanted to anyways, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14 years later, um, that's definitely not a thing anymore, nor should it continue to be a thing. So I just needed to get that out there. That's like, that's just that. Whew. Okay. Second, what can you do to make your job easier? If you are that agent that is taking charge in the marketing and whatever one, I always ask myself this question. What am I uniquely qualified to do in the marketing process? You know, what is, what are the things that like, regardless of size, of time, of whatever, what are the things that I think I need to do? Now, I think that answer is going to be different for everybody, but my answer was always, I think I need to be sitting in front of the camera. I think I need to be the one creating the videos. Um, I'm the one building the relationships. I'm the face of the agency. I'm the face of the thing. I always felt that that was important. I feel like I was uniquely qualified to do that. I didn't think that was something that I was going to outsource to somebody. And I still feel that way. Um, unless, unless you haven't started, unless you haven't started anything and you have that full-time marketing person in place and they have the, the ability, the ambition to be good on video, then let them do it, I guess, right? It's just whoever you're doing, let them build that relationship. Just let them be that thing over and over again. And as, as things start to grow, as things start to progress, 
that's where the help comes in, right? Whether it's your full-time marketing person or if you're the agent that's that's doing the marketing, you know, start building your staff behind you. And it doesn't have to be full-time people all the time. It's, all right, bring in a video editor. Hire, get a good freelance video editor to you pay by the project or pay, you know, say, hey, listen, I'm gonna do maybe two or three videos a month. Let's work out a deal. I want you to edit these. Yeah, do that. You know, get some of that production, that post-production stuff off your plate because that's really what sucks up a lot of your time. It's easy. It's fast for the most part to record a video. Sit in front of the camera, you hit record. 15, 20 minutes later, you're done. The hard part is the two or three hours, depending on what you're doing with the video, that it takes to edit it. Now, if it's a straight talking head thing, that's a little bit easier. It's only gonna, it's not gonna take that long. But again, wrapping it all up, making it nice and pretty, publishing it on your website, all of these things are things that you are not uniquely qualified to do. I also think, I also kind of felt like writing was, you know, me writing the post was something I was uniquely qualified to do. Again, writing just in my style, my voice, creating, again, continuing to create that relationship. I never really would want to outsource writing if I didn't have to. Now, again, if it's, I'm, it's, if you're never gonna write something, if you don't have anybody even remotely close, within like 10 miles of possibly writing something for your agency, then I guess hire somebody because again, it's better than nothing, but be consistent, right? And try and you know hire the same person to write and build that relationship maybe, or if you have multiple people that can write in a specific tone or style, that would be, you know, kind of maybe encouraged as well. Uh, you know, those are the things that I think that you, you ultimately need to get off your plate. And then finally, you know, automation, right? Becky talked about, you know, setting up some email automations. The, the more you can automate, the more processes, the more workflows, the more things that you can have happen without you doing anything, the easier your life is going to be. So if you don't want, and this is the other thing too, is that you, if you don't, or you're, you're, you're refusing to invest in that full-time marketing person, but are also refusing to invest in any type of marketing automation service, then you're just beating yourself up twice. And I don't know why you'd want to do that because I mean, not only do you, are you not, you know, putting the hamster on the wheel to run every day in your office, you're not, you're not setting the motor on the hamster wheel to run by itself either. And my goodness, Come on, give yourself a break. There's a reason marketing is hard when you're not investing in the right tools and platforms to make it easier. <sighs> I'm just, I'm getting worked up, I'm sorry. But I think you understand, right? I think just the idea of kind of allowing yourself to commit to the idea that, hey, this is gonna take a little bit more than me on the weekend for an hour or two you know, writing a Facebook post. I think it's, I think that's what we're kind of getting after is that it's, it's, it's much bigger than that. And it's, it's a lot more in depth. There's a lot more intention. There's a lot more everything that needs to go into what you hope your marketing can be and for the people that you need to make it happen. Kind of just want to go with some straight recommendations. It's been a while since we've gotten a few things out in the air. Uh, I actually, first time ever in show history, I had another ending recorded that was a little too dark, um, just from the 
a dark comedy world that uh, that I, I I couldn't bear to air. I was about texting and driving. Maybe someday. But um, anyway, straight recommendations. I kind of I haven't really been watching much TV lately. Just been not really watching anything. Barely sleeping, sort of thing. Uh, made it through a couple episodes of uh, season three of The Flash. Uh, I did plow through Stranger Things season two over Thanksgiving. That was a good time. Uh, enjoyed that. Uh, any Stranger Things two fans out there, or Stranger Things in general? Um, I had some people say that the, they were let down by the second season, or it was good but not as good as the first. I mean, really, was it ever going to be? So let's just stop. You know, you know, let's just. I mean, just stop, really. Uh, but ultimately, what I've really been doing more than anything is I'm just uh, I'm kind of excited about it because I, I feel like I tend to go in cycles. I, I rotate between music, movies, and video games as far as whatever captures like my primary obsession at the moment. And right now, it's like music, and it's awesome because. Um, I, I was burnt out on it for a long time, and I'm kind of big back into music. And uh, part of the reason of that, I, I have to say, is um, it's 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 honestly because uh, I just have a couple Google Homes lying around, and I just tell it to play me music all the time, and it does, and it's awesome, and it's like the favorite, like my favorite part of like the day, not the day, but like my morning. It's like the five or ten minutes, like after I, I'm, I'm kind of getting ready, um, I just say, Hey Google, you know play some music while I say hey Google tell me what's going on the weather in the morning I get all that and it's like hey Google play me some music and it just plays me something and I've been finding a lot of new bands that way and it's really exciting um, and uh, although sometimes it backfires my daughter likes to use it sometimes so I just just ruins my morning sometimes when some awful pop music comes on and I start cussing at my Google home saying play something better and it's like I don't understand Joey I'm like why don't you and it's just this whole back and forth and then I end up so that's not fun but um, ultimately, uh, if I could just toss out, so a uh, guilty pleasure, like this is, uh, Evanescence put out like this weird sort of new album. I never really liked Evanescence, like when they were actually popular called synthesis. It's like a reimagining of most of the band's catalog, but, uh, I don't know. I tell you what, man, I've been listening to it a lot. Um, although my immortal is probably one of my favorite songs that I'll never admit to, even though I just admitted to it to a lot of people, but um, that's that's actually surprisingly good. And uh, I tell you, just Amy Lee singing for whatever reason just it does it for me. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, she's really good, and I, I wish they would write maybe new songs, more new songs. That would be fun. Um, and uh, and I found like this really awesome band, good for kind of like. Um, working listening to it while you work it's called the american dollar probably like the worst band name for somebody this good um really disappointing but um yeah that's some good stuff if you're looking for some straight instrumental stuff i i tweeted it out saying like this is like definitely like the soundtrack for my brain like it's just like that's what it sounds like in my head i feel like all the time uh and then um I'm going to go old school. It's not old school. It's new school. Old school band from you know a while back. Hasn't really put out much material. The last Jaws new album, Material Control. Uh, another really, really good stuff. That's a little more on the aggressive side. Slightly acquired taste, so probably not for everybody. Just some, just some, uh, just a hodgepodge, a smattering of, of some of the things that have crossed my... I'm just looking at my recent playlist. Plus, I'm getting into, you know, picking all the music for, you know, the, epi- the video episodes that I'm doing. Um that's kind of reinvigorated my uh, love of local music reaching out to some of the old bands that i used to know and and kind of talking with them and uh, maybe we'll get into that in a whole other thing but yeah just really big into music and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it so question to you what 
Uh, do you kind of go through those weird things to where like like there's like you have like I guess it's a hobby maybe um, that kind of they go in like cycles, ebbs and flows or whatever. Joey at agencynation.com. Let me know. I would love to know some of the um, some of your musical tastes and stylings and and things like that. Uh, obviously, you know you don't mind, but uh, anything, just whatever. Joey at agencynation.com.